Hey friends, this is the Finding Mikey podcast, our family's quest to prepare our son Mikey for life. I'm Mike, and from time to time I'll be joined by my wife Heather or other family members and others for interviews and conversations. Now while I may mention our son, you have a Mikey of your own, and together we're on a journey to learn as much as we can so that we can understand how to best communicate and guide our kiddos into independent adulthood. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hey, everybody, we are back and we're going to talk about Mikey's diet right now. And I'm joined by Heather. She's a crowd favorite. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And she's looking awesome. She's wearing a Clemson Tiger, little girls like baby tee. And I love it. Deep V cut, which is cool <laughs> because of all that that implies. I will let. Oh, stop it. I'm just missing <laughs> college game day. Yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, we're going to take a break for about a month, I guess. Yeah. Until, until New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Yep. Where we New play Year's OSU. No, the, not the ACC championship. The bowl game. Yeah. Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl. Clemson. What kind of fan are you? (laughs) (laughs) No, we're really looking forward to that. So if you didn't know, we are gigantic Clemson Tiger fans and not just because they've been, you know, making a good run at it for the past few years. It's just that I grew up around there, you know, watching the Clemson Tigers play back in the 80s. Did I say 80s or aliens or what was I going to (laughs) say? 80s. Back in the 80s. And, you know, watching Michael Dean Perry and William Perry and Chris Gardocki and Terry Allen and the list goes on and on. So... Such fans that we named our cats after Taj Boyd and Sammy Watkins. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just really cool to to have that part of our, our life and be a little bit unique. Side effect of that is that we're not really Clemson or excuse me, we're not really any Texas fans. I guess I don't really care for the Longhorns. I guess we could like Baylor, Dallas Cowboys, eh, whatever. Anyway, but that's not why we're here. It's <laughs> <laughs> not why we're here. We're here to talk about Mikey's diet and uh-huh. what it is that he likes to eat and what it is that we really have chosen to put into his body and why we've chosen to do these things because we have made some choices and you know aside from his tree nut allergy that's right tree nuts so pecans walnuts cashews pistachios basically everything but a peanut if it comes from a tree and is not a seed then he is allergic to it Right. We're doing good on coconut, but I guess that's, you know, kind of a different protein. So we do, we are able to give them coconut milk and coconut flour, you know, things like that. So that's good. Sure. But we're definitely staying away from all the other ones. Right. And aside from that, like we are that family now. We're the family that needs to, you know. (laughs) We know what EpiPens are. Well, yeah. I never thought I would be, you know, carrying an EpiPen in my purse or making sure we leave an EpiPen, you know, with when he's in childcare or we explain, you know, how it's used to babysitters. Yeah, I never thought I'd have to deal with that for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about, yeah, so if he starts frothing at the mouth, which it's funny, that's what he's been doing lately. He's been making these like mouth bubbles with his saliva, you know, just to tell a bright eyed, you know, young teenager, like, yeah, just stab him in the thigh with this <laughs> with this device. He'll yeah. be fine. He'll be fine. The harder you push, the better, like, like really hit him, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is, though, is like when you know your child has a severe allergy, you know, we don't keep anything like that in our house. Well, so. except for the pound of pistachios that I've been snacking on for the past few nights. That's like the definitely the exception. You know, I mean, that's just been something recent that I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't know how long I'll let, I'll let that last. Oh, okay? She kicked me. Because she kicked me under the you table. Know, <laughs> that that goes against, the, you know, the safety of what we're trying to do. You know, you have to eat your pistachios on your road trips. OK. All right. Maybe. Not keep them in the house because that it does make everything a lot safer. You know, especially if you're being a bachelor and you leave your pistachio bag on the floor by the couch and happen to pass out on the couch yeah <laughs> well I'm, I'm being reprimanded now <clears throat> i'm sorry about that little awkward moment there i'm just gonna say yes ma'am and, uh-huh. and we'll we'll move on so right. definitely 
So all that aside, I mean, where I was trying to lead to was that, you know, it takes us a while to actually get through an order at a restaurant, right? So we need this and that, but no this and now that, or we have to ask questions. Sorry for hitting the microphone. Sorry for hitting the microphone again. Like we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're amateurs. My bad. So it takes us a while to get, you know, it's a mouthful when mm-hmm. ordering anywhere except for like Chick-fil-A, because it's pretty simple there. Chick-fil-A is three kids meals, grilled chicken, fruit cup apple sauce or apple juice right it's pretty right. easy to to order there so anyway i hope we're not rambling that's all right leave us a note let us know review us you know but just cut <laughs> just just bear with me give me some grace well, it's better that it's conversational at least true true it is so all right so now let's get into the meat of the episode <laughs> let's talk about mikey's diet but let's first start with your mom's like medical history not not the full but the the pertinence give right. us the pertinence Okay. So my mom died at a young age. She was 41 and she had an autoimmune disease. And gosh, this was probably about like 25 years ago now. And it ended up being that she had celiac and not as much was known about celiac 25 years ago as what's known now. And so her immune system was very compromised and she ended up passing away of pneumonia, but it was because the gluten that was in her diet had destroyed her intestinal lining to the point where when she would eat healthy food, she was no longer able to you know, absorb the nutrition from that. And so I learned because of my mom's autoimmune disease, what celiac was and what it meant to be gluten-free and how disgusting it was actually 25 years ago. And it's not as, it's not that way anymore. How disgusting what was? Like gluten-free food. Sure. It tasted like the cardboard that it came out of. (laughs) I mean, the bread was hard. In order to eat it, you had to toast it. The pastas that were out there were really mushy and soggy. There were no, you know, already made, you know, cookies and brownies or anything like that that you can randomly pick up at the grocery store now. There was definitely no gluten-free aisles. So it's just it was just a lot different. So, I mean, how long have you been concerned about gluten in your diet? I mean, because it is something that's been in your family. So Yeah. Well, anytime I've had like medical things come up, I've gone and gotten tested, you know, and like what I mean by medical things is like I would have gastrointestinal issues or inflammation, like, you know, chronic sinus infections and stuff. And I would go to my annual physical and I would just talk about my family's medical history. And I don't remember really celiac being on there as far as like, you know, what are your, you know, those little checklists that you go over with, you know, people in your family have had cancer or heart disease, heart disease alcoholism, you know, yep. you know, things like that. I don't remember seeing like celiac on there. So I would just bring it up and be like, you know, I know it's hereditary, you know, maybe, you know, I should be tested for it and things like that. And so I've always, you know, tested negative for it. But then the more I've learned about gluten sensitivity, you could not be celiac and still have sensitivities in your body. It could be, you know, what's causing the inflammation that you have or the, you know, the yeast imbalance that you have and things like that. So I just slowly started eliminating it from my diet. And I've gone through periods where I've been totally gluten-free and then, you know, periods where, you know, like I cheat here and there. Speaking of gluten-free, I think I asked you like five hours ago for some of those cookies to be made. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I still don't have them. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I know Mm. you've been trying to watch your sugar, so I was like ignoring you a little bit on purpose. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) And I was trying to get the Christmas cards out, so I was a little distracted. All I'm hearing is excuses at this point. (laughs) (laughs) They're not bad, even for someone who isn't. I mean, maybe because I've been around gluten-free options for a while and we've grown up in or we're living in a a more gluten-free tolerant 
Am I making up words now? I mean, is no, this, no. But just I, I think that we have a society that like there is a gluten free aisle now, not just yeah. an item. And or, when you go to restaurants, they have a gluten free menu and things like that. So it's not something that's. I mean, gluten-free tolerant. I don't, I don't know if that would be my vocabulary, but it's definitely not, you know, it's definitely okay to say that. Anti-gluten pro, <laughs> pro freedom of, anyway, whatever. Just thinking about political correctness at the same time. So, you know what though? And actually, now that you mention it, I could pretty easily just kind of go to gluten-free bread or the cookies that, that you've made or, you know, some of the other options that are out there using corn tortillas instead of flour tortillas or, or things of that nature. It hasn't been, it hasn't been difficult. You know, I would say, yeah, the taste is a little bit different, but it's not dramatic. Like, like I think it used to be. I remember when we were getting no, Udi's no, bread or some other bread before a few years back where it had to stay frozen and the only way to eat it was to toast it. Right. And, right. Otherwise it would just be really doughy. Yeah. And even cakey. when it was, even when it was toasted, it was like, it would stick in your teeth a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that way. And I'm glad the kids are growing up with this here as well. So, so you've been checked and you don't have celiac. That's great. But if you did, we'd know how to, you know, work with it and, and kind of live with it. But tell the story about Joy before we get to Mikey, but tell the story okay. about Joy here. Okay. So Joy is my third child. And when she was born, she had cradle cap, which is, you know, common for, you know, little babies. And then she also had eczema. And she's my fir- the first of my three children to have eczema. And I was like, oh, man, you know, this is like all like, you know, you're looking at your newborn baby and they've got these red bumps on their skin. And then anywhere that she had a skin fold she would have the you know the yellow cakey crusty skin and I was like oh man so I would bring it up to my pediatrician at, at her well visits and the pediatrician told me to look out for different soaps and shampoos and laundry detergents and at this point I had already kind of cleaned up our the toxic you know chemicals that we use for you know our cleaning our bodies and cleaning our homes and things like that so I already felt like I was using products that would be safe on an infant and so I asked her about diet and she was like, no, you know, I don't really think that diet plays a, you know, a big part in it. And so I was like, oh man. So she referred me to a dermatologist, a pediatric dermatologist around the time that Joy was three months old because we were still struggling with it. And Joy was exclusively breastfed. And so when it comes to the diet that I'm eating, there could be something that I'm eating that's triggering her eczema. So the pediatric dermatologist told me that he didn't think it was related as well, but he prescribed us some hydrocortisone cream, which he told me isn't safe for, you know, for babies, especially, you know, three month olds. Here, use this, by the way, not safe. Right. Go ahead and give it a whirl. Yeah. He's like, so don't use it any longer than two weeks. But basically her skin's really inflamed and irritable. And if this clears it up, that's great. But if it comes back, then that's just the kind of skin that this child's going to have. I mean, just some children are, you know, just have skin issues. So this is just not setting well with me. But I did go home and I applied the hydrocortisone cream because as a mom, you know, when you're looking at your baby and you're changing their diapers or, you know, giving them a bath and their body gets all inflamed, you know, and their skin's reacting, it's just hard. So I went ahead and I tried the hydrocortisone cream and I did see like some significant improvements. But then like the doctor said, it came back when I stopped using the cream. And so I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to do the diet elimination that I had been reading about. And the first one that I did was gluten. So at the time that I was breastfeeding her, I was eating, you know, like sandwiches when I would go eat out and I would eat 
you know, like muffins from Starbucks and things like that. But for the most part, like in my home, like I didn't have like a lot of that, you know, the gluten processed foods at home. It was mainly like convenience foods because when you're eating food that's fast outside and you're a mom Mm. of three, you know, you have to be very educated and order food differently when you're on a gluten-free diet. And I was probably too sleep deprived to like be focusing on that at that point. So anyway, I went totally gluten-free and within about 10 days of me doing that, Joy's skin cleared up 100%. Her cradle cap was still an issue for maybe a couple more months, but her skin, her eczema, the red prickly non-itchy bumps that were on her skin were just gone. I mean, she looked like those little model babies with the perfect white skin. And I was like, my gosh. So when I took Joy to her six month well check, I told the pediatrician about my elimination diet, told her about my mom's experience with celiac. And I was, you know, thinking if there could be a correlation or something going on. And she said it's it's highly likely because it is somewhat hereditary. And she's like, you know, if you'd like, we can do a celiac test. And I'm like, well, what is a celiac test involved? And, you know, it's a little bit invasive. And she goes, and also in order to do the celiac test, you have to feed her foods with gluten again. And I was just like, I'm shaking my head right now. No. And I was like, why would I, and in my head, I'm going, why would I need to do that? I feel like for the first four months of her life, I gave her gluten. I stopped giving her gluten because I stopped eating gluten. Her skin cleared up. I'm like, I think I've already done that test. I don't need to do like any kind of blood draws or, you know, reintroducing gluten or anything like that. I'm like, I think I'm done. It's okay for my daughter to be gluten-free for the rest of her life. Like even when I start introducing finger foods, like she's a gluten-free child and that's the end of it. But listen, in their defense, anybody who would be from, you know, of a, of a strict scientific mind, it's like, you're, you're not a scientist, you're not no. a doctor, so you still should probably do that. It's just a lot like, you know, doctor, it hurts when I move my arm like this. And the doctor says, well, stop moving your arm like that. Problem solved, right? You know, so <laughs> we did that. Yeah, it's like, hey, it sucks for her when we're feeding gluten to my wife. And I said gluten, gluten to my wife. But when we stopped, it's not there. It's like we've already, that was a bit frustrating, but I, I loved getting the laugh about it when we're like, and we've trusted you know our family's health or our children's health to this doctor we love dr moray but we've trusted her for this for quite a long time but we just we were like um yeah we're not we're not gonna (laughs) we're not gonna follow that (laughs) protocol thanks right right so yeah that was my big just learning experience you know just to sometimes it's okay to like you know trust your mom's intuition and also too i i really like learning about nutrition and about you know, and its abilities, you know, to heal the body and about how some foods are just not good for you. And so it's really kept me wanting to, you know, stay on that path of being gluten free. So tell everybody about the last time we fed Joy gluten. Well, it kind of happens obviously by accident. When she does eat gluten, like if she gets some goldfish at church or at a a place where they forget that she's gluten free, then she'll get rosy cheeks. That's the first thing that I'll notice. And I'll also notice that she'll get a little bit of looks like baby acne around her mouth. And that's like the first, you know, the first reaction that that I can tell. I'm like, ooh, you must be getting some gluten in because you're starting to get little, you know, little white headed bumps or just, you know, opaque bumps on your face. I'm like, all right, we need to, you know, do some probiotics, you know, get your gut cleaned a little bit and get that gluten out of you. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it was sort of a trick question because we don't, we've never intentionally fed her gluten. 
no, you know, no. since then. So, but no. it's funny to watch her, to watch her sort of sweetly try to try to sneak off and do anything sneaky, but specifically anything she shouldn't be doing. So, right, we could do a whole episode on her sneakiness. She's very sneaky. <laughs> It would be pretty fun. Testing the waters, that's for sure. Definitely. It it would be pretty fun to do that. Now, so let's transition over to Mikey then, because Mikey, when he was born and when he was being fed as a child here as well, he didn't exhibit the same stuff. So talk about real quickly, actually not quickly, but take your time and let's talk about what led us to to give Mikey the kind of diet that we have him on right now. And I'll let you know right now that it's not it's not something we've had him on for a long time, Mm -hmm. maybe five or so months, five or six months. Since July. Since July. So she's counting on her hands. She's, five months. Oh, she took her socks off and counted. <laughs> so yeah, no, five actually, months. Like, it's important to talk about how many months it is because when you change their diet, it does take a while for the behavior changes to be noticed Noticed, and then be like, oh yeah, Observed. maybe it does have to do with the changes that we're making. Definitely. Um, so, certain things are certain things like Joy's eczema that took 10 days, but other things are different, like behavior changes. When a child is used to exhibiting certain behaviors and you're working with them as a parent to like modify that behavior, and then you do something like change their diet and you're still using those parenting techniques at the same time, and then all of a sudden you're starting to see changes, it's like, oh, well, now that we change their diet, they have more control of their behavior because their nervous system and their health and their immune system is working a lot better because we're not feeding them foods that are irritating them, which is something that gluten does to a lot of people, even if you're not celiac. So, well, but to recap real quick, I mean, we we did this to attempt to to work with Mikey's behavior Mm -hmm. as we're working with him on his life. Right. And, and really to help him just, I mean, ultimately with his behavior. Right. So someone at one point said that caffeine is a stimulant. And so is sugar. So uh-huh. <laughs> so we decided to listen to those things and we made some changes. So why don't you talk about what those changes were when we started? Okay. So I had been doing a lot of research on nutrition and learning a lot from you know various websites and things like that and various people. One of them was a naturopath that we were working with. And, and she's, you know, really been educating us about being on a gluten-free diet. And when you, you know, you do eat dairy, do you eat dairy that's more raw because it still has the nutrition in it. But one of the things that I read about about kids with autism is that there's diets out there, gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free diets that if you put your child on, then you can, you know, see a significant improvement in their behaviors. And the certain behaviors that I noticed a change with with Mikey when we started putting him on this diet is that he was, you know, he has, I'm sorry, going back a little bit here. Mikey has ADHD, sensory processing disorder, and high-functioning autism. And so, The holy trinity for (laughs) autism. Yeah. So with that, there's a lot of disruption going on in his nervous system. When he has the, you know, the ADHD component, it's like he always looks like he's got this driven motor. He's going, 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 and he needs to be climbing or jumping off the couch. Like he, for the longest time, could not sit through a 30-minute cartoon. And as parents, when we need to get stuff done and we want our child to watch a 30-minute cartoon, I mean, we can all relate to how important that is. And he couldn't do it. We tried so many times to get Barney to be our babysitter, but he had, (laughs) he didn't have the attention span. Or maybe he would be jumping off the couch while he watched Barney. And so when this diet was really implemented and really started getting going, I noticed that this internal motor that it seemed that Mikey was driven by was slowing down. Like he was able to watch, you know, watch movies. He was able to sit on the couch. He was able to, 
even at the end of the day when he's tired and at his, you know, witching hour moment, if you know what I mean, you know, he wasn't as irritable when he would have temper tantrums because things weren't going his way. He was a lot less rigid. His temper tantrums would not last as long. Right. And we all know (laughs) those temper tantrums from a six year old can be pretty, you know, pretty intense. They're not the same kind of temper tantrums you're getting from a two and a half or a three year old. So for any kind of reduction in those temper tantrums or any kind of reduction in the rigidity of the way that he wanted things to be just very rewarding and very enlightening. It was. And I remember it was probably three or three and a half months into it. I And I told you about this because I was a little bit concerned. And I I remember asking him, he walked by me a couple times or, or I had him just hanging out with me in the in my lap. And I was like, hey, buddy, you OK? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, no, dude, are you feeling all right? Yeah. I'm good. And I mean, I would like just stop him from like, you know, coming inside from the backyard where he looked like he was having fun out there. Mm-hmm. And I just would be like, dude, you, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Do you want any water? No, I'm okay. Completely like chill. Yeah. Yeah. Super chill. Yeah. I remember that. I was impressed. I was really impressed. And then it, it dawned on me. I was like, I think some of these things that we've been doing are working. They're starting mm-hmm. to work or, you know, things have started to build up, you know, some of the things, some of the supplements are starting to become effective, you know, over time. Right. And I was impressed. And then, you know, of course, full moon, you know, a couple of days after that, and he just went straight wacky. I don't think it has anything to do with the moon. I'm just saying that it just, <laughs> it just seemed kind of funny that the full moon came and, and he went straight gonzo for a few minutes. Well, there's know? some theories on that, but I'll say that. There, there are, there are, it's pretty interesting. We'll tease it a little bit and I'm going to look into it a little bit more, but just, you know, parasites, right? Yeah. 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 It's pretty interesting. Gross too. The, we all have freaking parasites in our stomach stomach and gut and all that. Yeah, I went to an autism conference and there was a lecture that we listened to. I went to to a conference. Yeah, no, there was a lecture (laughs) that we listened to on parasites and I was like, oh, like, you know, like, uh, worms inside our bodies. I don't want to hear about this. But no, it actually was talking about how, you know, the parasites that we have in our body when we have a new moon or a full moon, the behavior in our children can become a lot more intense because the parasites are doing their thing. I don't know what that is. She's got a weird look on her face. And I'm curious now what that thing is. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It was only one conference, like one like little segment of the conference that I was looking, listening to. All I remember is I was like, okay, so full moon, parasite activity. So if your child's behavior starts, you know, acting more irrational during around a full moon, then you might want to talk to whatever doctor you're working with, you know, about getting your child on some, you know, parasite medication to, you know, help them die off. So... Yeah. Or parasite supplementation, whatever. So that yeah. was a little bit more of a tease than... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> going off tangent on the whole like gluten-free, casein-free diet thing. Yep. But there's one other behavior that I, I wanted to point out that really reduced with Mikey and good Lord. And Mikey would do random screaming. And and I know that based on what yeah, I've Tourette read and, style, it's... and talked about with other, you know, moms and, you know, families that are, have kids on the spectrum. Can I, can I give an example? Yeah, can well, I, I mean, like, I was just like move. driving in the car on our road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, just yeah. playing with his tablet and all of a sudden just screaming out of nowhere. Right. So, and I'm going to move away from the mic because, but I, I still crack up a little bit over this, but it scares the living crap out of you. Uh-huh. All right. Because you're just yeah. sitting, you're sitting around. It doesn't matter where you are. You will right. hear it from around the room or in a crowded little minivan, right? It's just, I'm going to get off mic a little bit here, but he's just like, do, 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 do. Ah! <laughs> and I, yeah. uh, you pee a little. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you pee. Yeah. And you when swerve. You're yeah. When you're cooking dinner, cast iron skillet comes you know, flying like, off those. Fr- you, know, you know, like my he would be in the you know in the living room. You know, I'm thinking, ah. okay, you know, watch some TV so I can get a decent Ooh. dinner made, and he'll just do this random scream, yeah. and I'm just like, why? Why did you do that? And it's just our innate 
thing. We just ask our children why, even though they sometimes, you know, can't explain it. But we're just hoping that if they tell us why, that we can train them out of it, you know? Uh, but no, he couldn't tell me why. I don't know. Well, and the why wasn't usually my first response. It was, motherfucker, you know, any sort of like, just, you know, ah, and then what the heck are you doing, dude? Yeah. And and there's, there. you're right, there isn't an answer. Now we can look back at it and he doesn't do this. Right. You know, it's, it is funny. Or just thinking about it at the end of the day with like, oh man, you know, today was a kind of a crappy 12 hour drive in the minivan, but dude, I almost ran into the semi, you know, when he, you know belted out i don't know i think he was just like when a kettle gets full and it's boiling right yeah. he just has to like let it out like burp, and yeah. he's done <laughs> yeah that's how that i could definitely yeah i agree with that illustration yeah so that that has that's all but gone away those yeah i mean those are the behaviors that i've noticed that have really improved and, and i have to relate it back to the diet because yeah. before we were doing the diet strictly and we are doing gluten-free casein-free. We're not on soy-free yet, but we're limited on soy. The only right. things that he eats that are soy are some of the gluten-free processed foods that do have soy ingredients on it. But I really try to make sure it has the non-GMO label on the front of the box. And right. not to give you a teaser on that one, because I don't want to go off on another tangent, but you know, the, the GMOs are not good for you, but we'll, we'll leave that for another, another yeah, podcast. I think, I think we'll have a series of the quote conspiracy theory things out there, right? The things that aren't fully, I don't know, vetted, discovered, whatever. Anyway, we'll, we'll classify those in something else later when we're when we're ready to have the criticism from random trolls all right we'll 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 prepare for that and we'll do a little bit of mindfulness stuff and then we'll we'll post it out there yeah but i wanted to share a link before we go off the topic of the diet there's this one website that i've been on a lot it's called taka now talking about curing autism now t-a-c-a t-a-c-a now t-a-c-a-n-o-w dot dot com dot com okay and on that website they have all kinds of references about going gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free, about the budget, meal ideas, cooking classes, why it's important, what kind of behaviors could stem from eating gluten and casein and having it yeast overgrowth and things like that. So this website's great. And so I definitely wanted to recommend people to go there to get information. Not only information, but isn't that the site where you can sign up to actually have someone coach you? Yes. Yes. I actually signed up recently. I haven't started working with my coach yet, even though they reached out to me right away. I got, you know, you know how life is. I got matched up with the coach right when the kids went on like winter break. So I haven't had a chance to just like get back. I've got like yeah. Anyway, but I think it was awesome that they they matched me up with a you know like I don't have coaches the right word me- parent mentor yeah a parent mentor parent mentor a parent that's been down the road that I'm going down right and can you know help answer any questions that I have and just so everybody knows the fee for that is nothing there's it's no free. fee it's free it's yeah. amazing it is it's, it's amazing, amazing. It's awesome. I would charge for that <laughs> I would I would well, like listen call me up it's like thirty seven dollars a minute. Your first two minutes are free, right? So try to wrap it up and then, you know, you get great value. But I would talk to you. I'd try to make you laugh through the day a little bit, you know, and, right. and just let you know, yeah, I'm here for you too. So anyway, sorry. So that's a great commercial. Taka now, T-A-C-A-N-O-W.com. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Great resources for you there. And also a parent, what do you call it? Parent? Parent mentor. A parent mentor that will reach out to you almost immediately. Yeah. via text and give you some support services. So Yeah, and I also just want to throw it out there too. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are nervous or scared about doing such a big diet change, like, oh, going gluten-free. Oh, we can't have Round Rock Donuts anymore. And, you know, we can't, you know, go to Chick-fil-A and get the, you know, the bread on our sandwich, you know, like it's okay. You know, you'll, you'll make your changes. You'll, you know, you'll find gluten-free, you know, frozen donuts at the grocery store. You know, it's and like, it takes it's a worth while. it. Yeah, it it's takes a while, it. but it is worth it. And I wanted to point out a couple other things that 
have diminished, you know, a lot. Like his echolalia mm-hmm. is pretty far down. It is. Right? He, it is. he does have some things that he likes to, to say. Of course, he loves his Ola song. If you've been listening to the podcast a couple episodes ago, he's, you know, he sings his bilingual Spanish English to, it's our tradition now when we go to Rudy's, right? Mm-hmm. That's gone down his, you know, his, his Yelp. I don't know what you want to call that, but that is, that has gone down. But also he used to flap his hands a lot when he would get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, right. And that doesn't happen anymore. I saw him like starting to clap like this morning. He's like, he was clapping. (laughs) And I think, I think he's picked it up from you because that's your like, Hey, 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 come here. Hey, you know, that's your little, or, you know, you're being loud. That's your, it's one of my strategies for not yelling. Yeah. I was going to say that's your scream now. That's the Heather scream. At some point the kids tune you out. So if I clap, you know, I think they're, no, they're just confused. (laughs) They're trying to find your beat. You're like. Uh, they can't find the beat. So uh-huh. anyway, but yeah, I saw him. T- I saw him doing that this morning. I thought, is he gonna start flapping again? You know, or wiggling his hands? And and he, and he didn't. He was clapping like mm-hmm. to to get people moving. Right. So yeah, it's been really good. Now Mikey's response to this, even tonight. I mean, I had him on errands after school, and everything was kind of wrapped up. He went with me to Lowe's, and he was begging me. It wasn't making a very good case, by the way, but he was begging me for some M and M's. You know, the other thing we've cut out too is food dye. Oh, and for sure. Yeah. I told him, I was like, look, which one's your favorite color? And he said, blue. No, yellow, blue. You know, he did his he did his little thing trying to pick it out. I says, Well, what do you think makes that color? He goes, Oh, food dye. I can't have food dye. But I'm not on a diet. And he says it like right in the middle of, you know. Yeah, I think he's starting to refer to it as like a diet. I'm not on now, a like diet. A, and it is. Uh-huh. Wait, it is. like it's, a weight loss diet. No, well, it's, it's not an, a weight loss diet, but it's an elimination diet. And an it's an elimination diet. Whatever you put in your food over time is a diet. Right. Right. So, you know, and it's kind of cute to have him say that and have other people around that are just kind of like curious about what the heck. And I'm like, yeah, you are on a diet. And I just mm-hmm. have to reaffirm. I'm like, whatever you put in your mouth over time is your diet. So. Right. So he understands. Enjoy even kind of understands, you know, she, you know, the kids have gotten used to this. Yeah. And the awesome thing, too, though, is that when you put your child on the, these like food elimination diets, one of the fun things is about finding alternatives. And so when I go to HEB now, Mikey knows that we're going to look for the organic gummy worms. And they're organic in the fact that the company knows, the company that makes it, knows that a lot of reasons that we're not eating the other gummy worms is because they're made with food dye. Organic gummy worms are organic in the fact that they're made with beets in order to make it a red color. Mm-hmm. You know, they're made with whatever else they're made with. I don't know right now, but they're blue made with fruits. To make they're it made blue. with fruit <laughs> in order to make the gummy bear not be all clear. And Mikey still gets gummy worms and gummy bears and sour patch kids. I mean, of course they're a treat because you know we're we also are on a you know sugar reduction. They're definitely a, you know a treat and saved for special occasions. But doesn't mean I, I tell him it doesn't. I mean, you can't have chocolate. We're just not going to have chocolate that's coated with blue, yellow, and red. We're going to go home and we're going to have enjoy life chocolate chips, you know, that are, you know, allergen free and they're, you know, they're good for you. So tell everybody, you know, we had Halloween not too long ago. Like our tradition right now is actually pretty cool. So we still let the kids go trick or treat. We still let them enjoy some candy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not, we're not candy Nazis, right? Right, right. Although it is like, you know, no Reese's for you one year. <laughs> it's not quite like that. But, you know, go ahead and tell them the tradition that we have right now. Okay. So on Halloween night, we go trick-or-treating with the neighborhood kids. And I usually take them trick-or-treating because I last longer. <laughs> Somebody's got to hand out the candy and sit in a reclining 
you know, lawn chair uh-huh. and, and enjoy a, an adult beverage and talk to the adults that come by. Right? No, I, it gets crazy when you're out trick-or-treating with the kids. I think next year I'm going to have a cooler of beer for the adults to trick-or-treat. Oh, okay. That's great. So anyway, so I go out trick-or-treating with some moms, you know, and our kids because when Mike goes that, you know, the, the chaos of the night, he wants to cut it shorter than the kids do. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, you just stay home and pass out candy. We'll be back in an hour. I actually have a picture of the kids laying on someone's lawn because they were so tired and they didn't want to walk back home. <laughs> And I was like, well, too bad. So we trick-or-treated the whole way home. We get home with this big old loot of candy. And some neighbors do the teal pumpkin, which is what we do. And the teal pumpkin is all about sometimes having just allergy-free candy at your house or having, you know, non-food surprises at your house, like tattoos, stickers, glow sticks, or things like that. So it's called the teal pumpkin. And if you Google teal pumpkin project, you can find out more information about it. So we do the teal pumpkin at our house, but so the kids will come home with their big, their big stash of candy and we'll dump everything out. They get to look at it and see how fun it is. They'll pick out all the things that are non-candy and then I let them pick out five pieces of candy. The damage that's going to be done, it's going to be done in five pieces of candy and then we're going to be over it. And then they set their pumpkin by the front door with all the rest of the candy in it. And the magic pumpkin comes that night and replaces all of the candy with a toy. And I just get them whatever their favorite toy is of the season, you know, just something, you know, like moderately priced, not something big and huge, but something to where they're like, oh, okay, giving away all that candy was worth it for this. I think Grace got the the pie face game this year and Mikey got, you know, something from what is that? robotic spider thing called oh yeah they're like i don't know like oh little gosh. mechanical fleas that go into these tracks and they kind of go upside down they go around it's like orange and yeah. somebody out there anyway. is like i love that and yeah. they know exactly what it is but i don't yeah anyway i can't remember it what it was called but anyway, it's not lego that, or marbles but... and then joy got like an aerial doll so yeah and the kids you know wake up in the morning they're like oh the magic pumpkin came and you know their candy's gone they've you know they've got their five pieces of candy that they can spread out over the next you know day or two and that's what we do and i'll usually post pictures of it on Facebook and I'll be I'll get a lot of likes or oh man that's such an awesome idea I'm going to try that for next year and and things like that and then everyone also shares different things that they do you know so that the kids don't eat all that candy and start getting the colds and flus of the season which is really not really a season right right so I just looked at the time on the recording mm-hmm. we'd like to try to keep this to you know about 30 minutes but we have a section on supplements Right, that we want right. to talk about. So why don't we, real quick, can you just run down... Well, where are we at on this episode? What time are we in at? 36 minutes. Okay. Why don't we do another episode? Do another episode just on supplementation because we definitely have a lot of, you know, yeah. like we're on a, a program that I've learned a lot about, you know, it's the biomedical treatment of autism and... I'd love to just not be rushed on explaining that. Sure, sure. Well, so here to like cap it all up, actually, right. it's more along the lines of like, so we've done some elimination, right. but we've also done some addition, right? The supplementation, exactly. yeah. Yeah, some addition just to like ramp up his immune system and- In that part, yeah, it can be a little intimidating with just like, what all? Like if you look at it like as a line item, like there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that, right? It looks like a lot of stuff. But right. we'll share with you guys supplementation in a future episode, probably mm-hmm. right around the corner. But we'll talk about it. And an amazing thing that Mikey does. I'm not going to tell you about it, but I think it's flipping amazing. We'll share that with you there as well. So let's try to put a wrap on this. They say when you're trying to make an adjustment to your life, you know, your body image, you're trying to improve the way you look. You know, there's diet and there's exercise. And everybody will say, look, it's 80% diet, right? What I think, and the science is still very immature in this, but I just saw an article from somewhere in Great Britain about the impact of proteins in your brain against autism and the, you know, sort of the outward signs of autism. Some of these things that we were talking about that have lessened over the past few months, right? 
My point is that food matters. I think that's a movie we've watched. <laughs> but that the food matters, and it definitely matters for Mikey. Right now, this mix of things he's not on and the things that we're amping up through supplementation is paying benefits for him and for us. Right. I mean, he's still a handful. He's just not two big handfuls of ludicrous, crazy Tasmanian devils spin around the room. Kid. Right, right. He's just one handful now that responds is way more verbally. Mm-hmm. And we can attribute that to diet because he hasn't matured that much. Right. And we're and not the, medicating him. The parenting him. style that we've been doing prior to the diet change hasn't changed that much. It's just that, and I've, I've already said this before, so I don't want to like, you know, talk longer. But one of the things that happen when you're not eating gluten is that you're it helps with that brain fog that you have. So the parenting style that we're doing hasn't changed, but because he doesn't have the same amount of brain fog as he did before when he was eating gluten and other processed foods, he can respond to what we're saying to him in a different way right? because he can take more in Absolutely. and process it. Absolutely. And I just wish we had video of him before. I know we have some video of him, but like to actually look at his behavior throughout a day. And then look at it now and look at, hey, here's where we're trying to do this. And hey, here's where we're trying to do that. And here's when we're at the grocery store. And here's where we're, you know, this. I mean, we still do have challenging moments. Of course. Absolutely. But they're not as big as they were. Mm-hmm. And I just want to share that with you guys that we know it's not going to always be easy. It isn't today. But it can get better. And it can get manageable. And it can get to a point where, you know, your days are more filled with happy than they are filled with frustration. And You know, if you don't have anyone to talk to about this, find someone or reach out to us. Right. Listen, listen to us because we've been here, too. Right. We want to try to, you know, share with you our story, because just to let you know, we've been there and just to let you know, we still are there. Right. So I'd like to end this episode with a a small story about Mikey real quick, because we brought up the pistachios and he did observe me eating the pistachios. And he asked me (laughs) for some. I know we're hanging out in the living room and I'm having some pistachios. And he asked me, hey. She's giving me the look of like death. All right. Rightfully so. But anyway, so I'm eating them and and he's about asleep on the couch, just like hanging out. And he kind of wakes up. He stirs a little. He's like, dad, are those pistachios? I said, yes. Dad, those are tree nuts. I'm like, I know. That's okay. I'll make sure there aren't any around or anything like that. And just so you know, he's not allergic to like the dust. He just can't, or we don't know. We haven't like covered him in like pistachio <laughs> dust or anything. Poof. And we won't. But you know, we know that if he eats a cashew off to the ER, we go, right? So, but he said, he said kind of the funniest, cutest thing. And it was very observant. He tells me, cause he's fallen asleep and he wants to be taken upstairs. He says, dad, when you carry me upstairs, go wash your hands first. Cause I don't want you to poison me. I don't want to die. <laughs> I said, buddy, you got it. You're not going to die. I'll wash my hands before I carry you up. So, you know, he's six years old and he's known to ask people, are there tree nuts in this? Mm-hmm. And it, it blows their mind. Right. They're like, I don't know. Is a walnut a tree nut? And he's like, yes, a walnut's a tree nut. I can't eat that. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And, and he's it's just very, observant. very mature of him for all of the struggles that he has to go to a fair and they're giving away free food and a free cookie. Yeah. And cookies look good. Doesn't matter if there's nuts in them or not nuts in them. But he knows that that cookie that you're offering doesn't have nuts. And if they get out the store packaging and they're reading it or they don't have store packaging, he knows he, knows he can't eat it, it if there's no store packaging. And I'm just so, so proud of him for having that kind of restraint. I agree. I agree. So on that, let's end it, right? Mm-hmm. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash finding Mikey podcast. Check us out at Instagram where it's, you can find us at finding Mikey podcast there as well. I post videos, little funny, you know, moments. I think I have some pictures of him wearing a beanie in a few different ways today at Lowe's. 
that I will share here as well. So just a glimpse into our life here as well as sharing some stuff about the podcast and things of that nature. Yeah, please check us out on iTunes. It'd be great if you subscribe. It would be way more awesome if you'd leave us a review. The reviews help us like rise to the top where there are other people, you know, sharing their stories or sharing clinical information about autism. We'd love to be in those, you know, top five so that when you type in autism that we show up in the results right there along with everyone else right we feel like we have a a unique slant on this because we're actually opening up our family to you guys out there rather than coming at it from a clinical educate you sure we'd love to educate you we'll continue to do so over time but if we could ask one thing it's to to leave us a, a review as you leave us a review ignore me like only focus on Heather, hopefully <laughs> like five stars, 4.9 stars, something like that. Just take me all the pictures. Just, just rate us on the merit that she brings. Okay. All right. Oh That's goodness. it. <laughs> so with that, we just want to say thank you very much. Hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.